Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. And today, my special guest is Lenny Wen. She's an author and illustrator who was born in Indonesia. She is the author and illustrator of several picture books, um, but she also has written and illustrated Spicy, Spicy Hot, The Wolf Gang in the Meadow. When she's not illustrating or writing, you might find her staring at the trees, doodling hundreds of bears in her sketchbook, filling up her cup with coffee, or hugging her dog. Hi, Lenny. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. And this is such an honor to have you as a guest. I have your book, Spicy, Spicy, Hot, and it's so adorable. It is such a good read. And I was so honored that you would, because I bought the book first. And then I was like, I wonder if she would be a guest. I know it's a big ask, but I am truly honored that you would take your time out of your busy schedule to speak with me today. Well, thanks for having me. I, I'm the one who had that honor because I'm such a fan of your podcast for a long time. So when you send this request, I was, oh, my God. <laughs> it's such an honor for me. Well, thank you. And um, I wish this was a video podcast because if you could see Lenny's studio behind her, she has this beautiful, her beautiful work. I just, it appeals to me because you have your paints and all kinds of things out. And I'm just like, Oh, it's just so so cool to see a behind the scenes um, of your work area, and that's where you're making your books and your stories. Thank you. It's actually really messy, so I feel glad you didn't show the video because it's uh, just pen everywhere, and I don't have the time to really rent it. Well, it's creative creative storytelling at the works, right? As we speak, and. And my first question is like, where did all of this artistry, like becoming an artist and an illustrator and the storytelling come from, from, you know, when did you start doing that and knowing that you wanted to do that? Um, I think my grand, my answer will be uh, like boring answer because I started um, drawing since I was a kid. I read a lot of mangas at the time because there wasn't really any um, children's books in Indonesia when I was growing up. So I mostly read a lot and a lot of mangas. Um, so um, that's why I really love storytelling. Like since I was a kid, I I would draw like in every paper I, I found or in in my textbooks or whatever piece of paper I have, I would just draw and draw. Like, and so I knew for since I was a kid, I I want to become an not not exactly illustrator, but I think more like comic artist. When I was a kid, like I wish I I I would make mangas myself. That's wonderful. Do you have any of your old artwork from when you were little like that, that you look at and you just go like, oh, that's definitely, I loved doing that. And from really young age, I didn't have because I moved, I relocated. Um, but like from 11 or so, I still have some sketchbook. Oh, that is so cool. Because then it's like that moment in time, the way we think think when we're young because of just we grow and we develop you never think like that again and so that storytelling is so unique to that age 
So I was wondering, as you were starting out as an illustrator, when, when did you know that, hey, I'm going to start writing and illustrating my own picture books? Like I said, I read mangas a lot. So like telling and telling and writing stories have always um, been there since I was a kid. So like since I was young, I, I, I made a lot of stories myself, just like uh, tiny comics or short stories or even some short novel myself. Um, and when I signed with my agent, I told her like from the get go that I want, my goal is writing my own uh, books. So yeah. Oh, that's wonderful because you know, the, it's so beautifully done, spicy, spicy, hot. I love the story. I love the relationship between um, the main um, character and the grand uh, mother. And it's just, it's just beautiful. I wish, um, you know, definitely if you're listening, um, check out this book because it, the character designs, your, your storytelling with your, to me, that's probably one of the things that draws me to your work. If I was an art director, is like, who would I want that would just, you know, create these very um, heartwarming and, you know, loving characters in just the way that you draw them. And I was wondering, do you have any tips for how you get these amazing character designs? Character design, I I think it was because I love animation. Like, yeah, animation really affect my work. I was, um, when I was younger, I also thought that maybe I should become an anime, work in the animation industry. Um, so, uh, I did like some courses, um, doing design. I also like my story always based on character. So like character design is super important for me. I built every story, um, from the character. So I don't know if that makes sense or yeah, it does. Oh, I look at the, I mean, this is my, okay, there's so many favorites, but, and I apologize, this is blurry, but it goes, it's the spread where she says, spicy, spicy, hot, and you're just like, and if you're reading this out loud to children, they must just crack up. It's hilarious. I love this scene. And then it switches over. So, the, you know, obviously she's um, like, it's really spicy, but then, you know, just these expressions, they are just they are so wonderful and so you can read it like even if you're a young reader and you can't read you can definitely sympathize and understand what the character is going through and so it's great to hear that you start with character when you're doing your stories so as far as the writing part of it now I've had some illustrator authors tell me those they, everybody does it differently. So d did you just you always start with the characters and then you go into your pictures and then do you go into your words or do you write your words first? I think it depends. Like every story is different. Um, like for spicy spicy hot, I it started with just um, I love spicy food. Like this is um, the main reason I wrote it. And I think like watching videos of people just um it's spicy food and have this uh, reaction is i feel like it's really funny and entertaining so that's what the 
the, the stories come from and like for Wolfgang is is more from come from my feeling like um I was burned out and I was have uh, depressed and that's that's what the stories come so I think it's always different for each stories like sometimes it come from like a just um sparkle of uh idea sometimes it come from the deep feeling I don't know how to say it and sometimes it's just uh, because I've made some like um uh, like a sketch in my sketchbook and oh this character I think uh he needs a story like like so it, it's really different for each story can I ask you between the two books because as you've been doing your own writing and your stories as well because I think it's interesting you mentioned it's different for each book I mean did spicy spicy hot as far as how long it took you to get a book dummy ready to send out for submission um was that longer than when you did Wolfgang in the meadow is it you know does the length of time you spend on you know before it gets acquired is it just is it longer is it is it the same amount of time I'm just curious it took longer for spicy spicy because it was my first book so I I made like tons of mistakes like I think just from the draft before we submit to the editor it took like dozen of uh, revisions like uh, when I showed to my agency said okay uh, she liked the story but uh, it needs some works like so every time I, I revise and revise I think <laughs> I don't know how many versions of it like so many and then after I submit to the editor, before it bring to the meeting, she still need ask me to do some revisions beforehand. So we do we did another round of revisions um, before she bring she broke into the meeting. So it took much longer for spicy spicy hot, and for Wolfgang is um, I would say this also took many many versions of the draft like just to get it right. Because like the ending was really tricky, um, I like we figure out like the beginning and the middle, and then the ending was never feels felt right. Like so that that what um, took longer, but it's shorter for sure, com compared to spicy spicy hope. Well, I saw on your Instagram some of the little sneak peeks that you posted of uh, Wolf Wolfgang in the meadow, and it looks. It's so sweet and adorable and um yeah just a heartfelt story so i i look forward to like um, adding that to my bookshelf as well but i mean it's just yeah i mean you can tell like the everything's so intentional with your work and the thought you put behind it and the pacing everything paid off that's what i'm trying to say it all paid off all that hard work so is it like when you get you know because it takes so long to get a book out there how does it feel when you finally get to hold the physical book in your hands that all that work is done oh it felt um, like surreal but also sometimes because it took so so long when i when i saw it like i just found so, a lot of mistakes like oh i, I wish i <laughs> i done it differently um because like it took like two years or so right just to hold the real book on your hand and you just um i i guess you improve like maybe so when you saw like your old works you just oh i wish i'd done it differently or um i wish i'd i draw it differently or anything 
but it is it feels so real for sure like um i also can like i was a different person um when i when i wrote the old book like so it feels like i feel like meet my younger self <laughs> if that makes sense like i don't know how to say it like like when i wrote spicy spicy food i was really into food documentary and um watching uh culinary shows and stuff but now i, I i'm not interested anymore <laughs> so i i was like um like visiting my old self like oh this is what i really love at that time and i and i my interests def- uh change um i don't know it did that make sense Oh, it does. It's like a little snapshot of where you were at and what you were interested in at that time. And um, but yeah, it's such a cute book. And I like the the recipe at the end here. I, I was curious. It's like um the sambal recipe at the very end. Sorry, it's blurry on my screen, but I was like, I can't wait to try that. I was like, oh, this will be fun. I just yeah, I just loved all of the thought behind the book and everything that went into it and it's just beautifully done so i was wondering as you um were working on spicy spicy hot when you were going through um the revision process you you mentioned like it went through several versions it makes me feel more comfort because i have a story that is going it's not on submission right now but i was like you know, it needs reworked. And it's like things that, you know, comments that you get back, you know, then you go like, oh, I could make this better. You know, how do you keep yourself going and motivated? Guess what? It still feels overwhelming. Even now, like, like I just got so many notes on my third book. Like, it still feels overwhelming with the, all the notes and all the feedback. I just think you need some time like to to digest everything. It can feel really overwhelmed and and you need to know that this is not I, f- I feel like sometimes you can feel offended at some because this feels so um intense with your own stories and your own craft. It feels um something that you can feel like offended by the notes or by the critics or feel discourage um but it just because the editor or the agents want to make it better and this is like a story is a it's a teamwork it's never about you it's about the story and you need to understand this is not a personal attack this is not about <laughs> your work is not good enough you keep I, I also need to keep remind myself when i just reading the notes and it just this is a teamwork and we just everyone just want to make the books better and yeah I think like to know and give permission for yourself to be um uh, in the position where you yeah I need helps it's not about it's not about you not enough or you your work is not good enough it's just um everyone want to make the books better Thank you. Yeah, I feel like what you said about giving things time and then you can, you know, kind of understand and digest what you're getting back is really helpful because the times that I've rushed on things, I was like, oh, I don't really think it through. 
um, how I really wanted. And I didn't try enough different ways. And so, like, I think for me, it's like that time that we give ourselves, like if it's a month or two months to really, it really helps. And then you can kind of, you know, be able to stand back and be like, okay, let me think about this and how can I address this to make it a better story. And it really, yeah, it really pays off in the end. Yeah, it is. Um, because, I mean, at the time when you read all the notes, it feels so discouraging, right? Like, um, just take time. <laughs> just take your time and digest everything. And well, thank you for that tip. Now, you are such a skilled artist. Like, one of the other things that I found fascinating with um, your you know, your skill, you've built this up and you've, you know, clearly, you know, you've worked hard to be at the level that you are. The illustrators were very accomplished, like who can fit in the realm of doing traditional work and digital work. I have a hard time telling the difference between your digital and your traditional work because I think on Instagram it's like, oh, I would have thought that was traditional. You have your, your work down so well your you know your materials the techniques that you are doing um i can't tell the difference because a lot of times i'll uh, some il illustrators who will do both and, and you know it's just we're all working at it but i can kind of tell the difference between the digital and the traditional but you're very seamless with your work and i was wondering do you have any tips for doing that <laughs> like how did you was it just you just kept practicing and practicing over and over again oh tip first of all thank you for your kind words it it means a lot. I don't know if this tips, but I think just allow yourself to make mistakes, even in the digital. I think with digital, the problem is like you can un you can undo so many times, so you just keep making it perfect, right? Like there's um, no limitation. And but I think just limit yourself, make the mistakes. Like, and then what I love is like pouring some I don't know like different shade of colors. Um, on the top of, like if you paint it blue and then I will just give a little bit less of like warm color on the top just to make, you know, like unintentional stuff you put on your, even it's digital, I, I tried to put some looks, what looks like unintentional. Because on traditional, you can make a lot of mistakes, like uh, um, you allow yourself to make mistakes, but in digital, I think what the problem is like, we try to be so perfect. I think that um, that's the problem. So I think like makes these um, rough lines or make it these shaky lines or give the texture. Um, just give what you feel like unintentional, even if intentional in the end, but just try to look more unintentional. Now, do you have a preference um, when you're working? You know, do you, is it? Is it because you, um, I guess it depends on the project. I, I'm assuming like digital is definitely faster for getting things turned around quicker. Do you prefer working digitally or do you prefer working traditionally? I, I switched to full traditional um, starting last year because of my migraine. I don't know if I, I have this chronic migraine, which um, it's really bad. <laughs> like it stayed for months. Oh, like doing stuff digitally with just make it worse and sometimes and trigger it like I was so sensitive to the light and just looking at the screen for a long time so I I change it um, completely uh, traditional because of 
my pain. Also, my wrist pain um, is really I with this is my wrist pain is really bad, like really really bad. So traditional would feel more gentle to my body, and I feel and it's actually not faster for me to walk traditionally. <laughs> Because with digital, I just feel like so many distractions. Like I was just sometimes just browsing, and then I I get into a rabbit hole. Like just oh my, it's just really so many distracting with digital. So when I switch to traditional, I actually more focus. I just yeah. um, putting podcasts in behind me, and and I can work without um without break, not break. I mean like without getting distracted so much. Yeah, yeah so it's nicer with traditional for my body and for my mind well that's oh that's good to hear i find traditional is easier for me and some of the things that but for me it's my eyesight i'm getting much older i hate to say how old i am but my eyesight's getting worse and it's really hard to focus i, I don't know what it is about but the maybe it's the light you're saying you know it's always constantly there um and i have a hard time focusing and so doing something where I'm more hands-on and then breaking things up a little bit with different, you know, mainly do traditional, but then do some photography and then get back on the computer to do color edits. It, it's, um, yeah, it fits my personality better. So I, I can understand that. So I was wondering, because you have all of these projects going on and also, you know, mentioning that, you know, it you know if you're really busy it can ne negatively impact your body if you overwork yourself so how do you balance um things with your books and your writing and your personal life honestly i'm not sure that i managed to have a balance um because i i was i grew up in a low-class family, I think that influenced how much I work. Like, I worked so much, even since I was a kid. Mm. And I feel so much guilt whenever I didn't work. So I feel like it's it's really hard to, to shift my mindset. But after my, my burnout in 2021, I tried to slow down a bit and just to give permission for myself on not doing anything, have a weekend, have a longer walk with my dog, and also spend time for new hobbies. Like I tr I'm making this clay and stuff. It's really helpful. Um, also just to give permission to take a rest uh, when, when I have pain and just when I have this migraine so bad. I used to force myself still work even with this terrible pain. Like I, and I was just okay. You need to rest and um, shut down my thought about this guilt. It's it's really helpful just give permission like that. Um, but I I'm not sure if it's balanced. <laughs> I also think like try to make my work process and my space um, more enjoyable. Like yeah. I, I put a lot of plants in my room, so I feel more homey and I feel it's not about work. It's, um, I feel like 
is a nice place, a safe place, a cozy place. It's also affecting my mind just in that sense. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I saw some photos on Instagram, the little clay pieces that you've been making. They're so cute. I was like, oh, these are so fun. Um, and yeah, your studio space looks very inviting. Thank you. And I was wondering if you could go back in time to your younger self um, before you um, started this creative journey, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I think my younger self was really thing about art style. Like I tried to put myself in one box, like, oh, I should do, do this, um, draw like this. I think I overthink about style a lot, but like even to switch from digital to traditional, it's, I overthink so much. Like <laughs> if I switch, um, mediums, will people still recognize my mark making and stuff. And we don't have to choose. I would say like, we, we can be, we, we are not one thing over another. Like, um, we can be anything we want. Don't put myself, don't put yourself in one box like there is no style which for which sweet for your entire life like when i was kid i like drawing manga so my style of course is more like manga and then i draw more like um animation because i love animation so um it's just there is no one style fit for my entire life or so don't overthink it just doing what um you love I also will tell my younger self, um, please take a English course if you can, and business course. Like that's what really uh, useful in your life later. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful advice. Um, yeah, because I think uh, it it does the style thing. Because when I was um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with illustration wise, and then I was just. I think when you embrace who you are inside, it really helps narrow down all the art supplies, all the things that we have to choose as artists. And for me, um, I realized, well, I've been an art teacher for so long that I like all these different kinds of art and I have to mash it into one. <laughs> so, and, and it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's hard because you feel like, oh, well, I see all of this being, you know, done out there in social media or you know wherever you're looking at and it can feel like oh well i'm the only am i the only person doing this but it's just no it's you know it's good to be you it's it's important to be you it helps you you know create something unique and original compared to everybody else so you're not like everybody else <laughs> yeah sure and I was wondering, do you have any projects that you're currently working on that you could share with us or any? Currently working on my Tart Altar Illustrator blog. I'm also working, if you can see behind me, like this is Life's Gift written by Michael Wong. Um, and then I also work on um, Outside Mom, Inside Mom written by Jen Park. I think it will coming next year. I don't know if they post the um, uh, publication date, but yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. I wish um, people could see these beautiful paintings in the back. They are just, they're stunning. And yeah, it's just, 
I can't wait to when they're released. That's awesome. And is there anyone um, or any um, thing that you're grateful for on your creative journey that you would like to talk about? It's my sister. Um, I have a sister who also an illustrator. Her name is Fan Fanny Ling. She is also represented by Christy. You know, is like my my best friend. Um, she influenced my 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 work a lot, and like whenever I have problems or complaints, I will just talk to her. Like she is my best best friend. And another one is Christy, my agent. She really um, the person who did a lot in my career and encouraged myself to write and like a uh, art therapist for me. She's still like, yeah, she did a lot to, for me. Wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that. Since this is a podcast and no one can see um, your work, where can people find you online? You can find on my website, lennywen.com, um, and my Instagram at lunart. Yeah, that's all. Well, everybody, please check it out. And um, yeah, definitely check out Spicy Spicy Hot and um, Wolfgang in the Meadow. Um, Lenny, thank you so much for your time. And um, I wish you continued success um, with your books. Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. It's, it's such a pleasure to be in your podcast because I love listening to your podcast. So. You're welcome. Everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.